Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi, uh, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Let's get this party started. I'm Lysoling my microphone. It's what if bleaching we, it. What if we just acted like this normally? Well, you're wearing a novelty, uh, I don't know, uh, dragon tiara that our it daughter is. got at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and the novelty bow tie still. In solidarity with my wife, I decided to wear... Uh, a juggalo beanie just because i want to make you feel not as absurd you know what happens in covid outfits just happen sure <laughs> you're just walking through the house and then you're like i'll put on this this i'm cold this is dirty someone just spit up on me it is funny to realize how much of the things we do we do for the people looking at us because once people stop looking well you're looking at me yeah, that's true. Like I was FaceTiming with my girlfriend yesterday who's married and they have like, you know, teenagers. By the way, girlfriend? What why why do we still say that? It's so bizarre. My to friend me. who's a no, woman. I know, but why is that a turn of phrase? I don't know, honey. Is this your Seinfeld <laughs> impression? <laughs> Anyway, She's a girlfriend, I was... but we. But if I have a girlfriend, then she, I, she, I make love to her. But if you have a girlfriend, she's just your friend. Well, why can't you make love to your girlfriend while I watch? That doesn't sound. That's dirty, Seinfeld. Well, anyway, my girlfriend, uh, she had all this makeup on. Yeah. And I was like, they've been married for twenty years. I'm like, you wake up in the morning and put on makeup during quarantine. She's like, hell yeah. She just feels, I mean, she's a beautiful, per beautiful woman too. So. I'm starting to feel like maybe, what, like, why don't you put on makeup? I did put on makeup tonight because it's stupid things on YouTube. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're doing it for these random put, strangers watching. I put and YouTube. And you don't do it for me, your lover. And I don't do it for you either. I put YouTube podcasting makeup on. I was wearing, uh, I, I was wearing calf length cashmere shorts yesterday with no underwear on. But then remember when you like tucked your shirt into the shorts? I know I'm saying things are falling apart. We are in the things fall apart phase of this quarantine episode. It's really true. Moshe and I, uh, we haven't really been getting along that great, but we don't, we're not going to talk about the specifics. I wouldn't say that. We're getting along really good. Okay. No, we got into a fight. We did get into a quite a, well. It's good that we're doing this podcast twice a week. Because, because we have so much to talk about. I mean, we have like a fight of the nanosecond. Right. Oh, it's every time it's a it's a smaller uh, a smaller implement of time. That's interesting because last week's episode was fight of the minute. Week before that it was fight of the hour. I mean, you're not supposed to spend this much time with somebody. Believe me, I know. Last night, <laughs> Natasha. This is a hundred percent true. That was that, that was my fault. I'm sorry about that. Natasha woke up. It was two o'clock in the morning. She woke up out of a deep sleep. Twice. No, I wasn't in a deep sleep. I was trying to sleep because you stay up late watching, rewatching Star Trek movies. So I have to go to sleep with an eye mask on. So that it wasn't a deep sleep. Well, at it any was rate, a deep sleep the lights were off. With Picard in my head. The lights were off. Natasha had already begun snoring through one of uh, the shows that we're watching. And I made an offhand comment like, "Are you? do you even like this show? Because maybe I could just keep watching it. Okay. Then she's like, I'm going to bed. Went to bed. Woke up out of whatever form of sleep you were in. And was like, why didn't you buy me a birthday present two weeks ago? And then went back to bed. Woke up 10 minutes later. And another thing. How come you didn't want to watch that show with me? Okay. Well, yeah, anyway. No, I hear you. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Getting someone a birthday present in quarantine is is a <laughs> that's a good poll. Well, <laughs> because here's the thing. All these Amazon packages were coming like you were ordering sandpaper and you were ordering like like a weird like spray. So you could spray the outside of the house. Well, I was in a difficult... So I was like, oh, you could have sent me something. Right. I was in a difficult position because it was your birthday. We were in quarantine. I didn't know what to do. I texted a few friends. I spent all day baking a chocolate cake from scratch. I thought that that would be... <laughs> that was really nice. I thought that that would be sufficient. I made a fettuccine with with vodka sauce, uh, and, and I made a, I made a, a, a chocolate cake... From scratch. I've never done that before. I can't believe I didn't. I should have taken a picture of it. I wanted to remember that. It was so beautiful. I thought that that would have been sufficient. But then last night, two weeks after your birthday at two o'clock in the morning, you reminded me that, no, I should have purchased something from Amazon.com to come. The romantic thing to do would have been to have bought you a, a votive incense burner from Amazon.com to give Jeff Bezos a little bit of money. And then and then you would have truly felt loved. Well, I took a love language quiz once online and I learned that my love language is gifts. Yeah. Surprising nobody. <laughs> no, no. There was also... Your uh, love language is caviar. No, no. But it's, you know, it's... And I also like quality time. Those are the things that are really important to me. Cake didn't well, make Well, no. List. Gifts aren't even that important to me. I just like romance and I think that gifts... <clears throat> gifts kind of help romance. That's Isn't all. a cake a gift? Yes. It's is also... It? I mean, do you think bread is a gift? Bread is a gift. <laughs> Cupcakes are a gift. Bagels are not a gift. What about like a, a head of cabbage? <laughs> what if you cook the cabbage? Is that braised, a gift? Braised cabbage is a gift. A head of cabbage is just a reminder to eat more healthy. Well, listen. But anyway, the, the point is, Moshe and I love each other, but it's been hard. It and is hard. I'd like to hear how you guys are doing. What is everybody doing? I feel like tonight, I mean, we're not going to do this, but I would just like to like ask people for advice one episode. <laughs> I know. I hear you. Where maybe we that could be our next episode. We, you, we, we, maybe we should call two different therapists next week. That's okay, a good idea. There, there we go. If you're listening right now and, you're and, a therapist. and you are not in therapy, but are a marriage and family therapist oh, or just a therapist, awesome. period. Contact us, endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. And for our next episode, we will take, we will give you, we will let you counsel us because we fucking need it. Well, it's just hard. I mean, I don't, I, is there. there anyone who's like not getting, I mean, here's the thing. If it was just me and you, Moshe, we'd be good. But we have like, I have like a two-year-old trying to grab something out of my hand for 12 hours. Uh-huh. And it's like, sometimes she doesn't even take a nap. And I know that we're splitting the duties with her, but it's like, it all just feels like we're both kind of there all the time for her. And then when we trade off, it's like, that's the only time you get. And then you still kind of need to help. You know, it's, it's hard. Well, I have an escape that you don't have. Yeah, I don't have an I, escape. I have the battlegrounds of Apex Legends. And I was a champion twice this week, and it felt really good. I today I had a three kill, a three kill match. Is three that kills. the is that the game where you have like a fake life? No, no, I think I know what you're talking about, but no, that's like everybody's playing Animal Crossing right now. That's a fake life game. This is run, shoot people, and just have a great time, and it's really nice. I don't have anything like that. Well, you should have you should have made some different life choices and become a gamer at some point in your life. Now all you can do is like read just the same character, read Oscar Wilde uh, sonatas and spoon caviar into your mouth. Well, you know what the problem is? The only time that I have like three or four hours to like do something fun, three hours, something personal 
the I'm too tired because it's like after, you know, it's late. Who could have known that doing so little would have been so exhausting? I know. I mean, I feel like I just feel like this isn't what I signed up for. (laughs) Which part? Like caring for the child or dealing with a pandemic or getting a chocolate cake for your birthday. That was nice. That was nice. Honey, I loved the cake. But but you wanted one more piece of merchandise. No, you I wanted just a Gucci wanted handbag. like to re. I think you wanted I some Louboutins. Gifts help. Uh, gifts are like things you can look at in your life, even if they're like a rock or something. Yeah, it's like something you can look at and you're like, oh, that was from that time. That was our pandemic. That was from Moshe bought me this this framed portrait or this like wool hat or this this thing that I could wear during the pandemic or maybe you made me you got me some kind of like cool little mask I could wear or some like hand sanitizer it could be anything I don't know just something I should have bought you some Purell <laughs> you're saying if I had bought you a bottle of Purell but you maybe, wouldn't have like, yelled at me last night at two o'clock in the decorated morning decorated it and like you know just Damn. something that I could like look at every day and be like oh this is like a symbol that even though we're fighting right now he loves me <laughs> that's what the cake was but the cake is gone well remember the cake Cake memories. Okay. Well, at any rate, I don't buy stuff unless it feels meaningful. That's my problem. Well, you don't like giving gifts, which is an issue in itself. So, I mean, obviously, this was, I would usually make an exception for a pandemic. What do you mean? What do you mean? We are only have one (laughs) pandemic and we'll only have one pandemic, God willing. You, but you didn't make an exception for a pandemic. I know. I'm sorry. I made you a cake. I'm petty. The cake was great. You people that trolled me for one time we had a fight on this podcast and people were like in my DMs saying like, you need to ease up on Natasha. You're being a jerk. You need what you need to write in. Hold on. You need to write in this week. You bet those same people. I better see those comments rolling in. I wish I had a man that would scratch bake me a damn it Hershey It was not from cake. a box. It, it was so good. It was not from a box. I took cocoa powder. I didn't open a bag and pour it in a thing. I took cocoa powder. Okay. I, I reduce that cocoa powder. But I say cocoa powder, not cocoa powder. That's how I do it. But let me just say. Yes. That every day we're getting an Amazon package. So for, for you to do some like weird home project. <laughs> oh my God. So the fact that you Can couldn't. Can somebody write no, in? Because right away you were like, well, it's it's pandemic. I couldn't get you a present. Somebody write in and defend me. I'm being bullied right now. And I but was being bullied last like night. it's not like you can't get a package. Yeah, I got it. I wish, I wish if <laughs> okay. I could have gone back two weeks, I would have ordered something on Amazon Prime, like a bottle of Windex or <laughs> a, a, a few toilet paper rolls. And I would have thrown them at you and said, eBay, honey, doesn't this have to be represents Amazon. my love for you. Here it is right now. Etsy. You could have found like a cute little like Etsy. Something. Etsy on, takes too long. A, a and cute I don't little handmade artisans. mask. All right. Listen, I'll get you a gift next year. Definitely. If we make it to next year. I mean, can you imagine if this thing lasts 18 months? We have a pretty good relationship. But imagine people who like have like, you know, 20 percent of what our relationship 50% or 50% like people are not going to stay together. It's going to be pretty wild out there. That's probably good for people who are in their forties trying to look for a new mate. Oh, <laughs> you're saying, Oh, I think I like what you're saying. You're saying now, we, I think ta- a lot of people are going to get We've talked to people who are, were in the process of breaking up, but it is an interesting idea that somebody was on the fence. Like, I don't know if this relationship yeah. is for me or not. Then comes COVID-19 <laughs> and they're like, oh, I've made up my mind. Yeah. I got to get the fuck out of here right now. Oh, that is a that is fascinating. That's definitely happening. But the opposite's happening too. People that weren't 
necessarily going to be serious have decided, you know what, this will do. And they move in together and cohabitate. And they, Are they going to get married, though, I those bet people? they do after 18 months of right? it. Right. It's, it's like, like the honeymoon a, phase. You get so intimate with someone. It's like having someone. a cellmate. You're just like, you know what? You stick around. <laughs> You can stay. Well, what's interesting is I had a therapy appointment on the phone with my therapist and I asked him how business was. Wait a minute. You're what? My therapist. Your physical therapist? No, how? my psychological therapist. You go to therapy? I mean, I don't even go to therapy, but I have a therapist that I've had forever that I'll just call whenever I need no, to I talk. No, I know you go. I know you do. Anyway, I mean, I don't call whenever, but like, you know, once every six weeks. If once you don't get a bottle of Purell, you'll give him a buzz. We didn't even mention that. I'm, I'm, I would like to know what he would think about that. I would like to know too. Anyway, uh, he said business is booming. I bet. <laughs> Hell yeah. All the comedians are out of work. All the therapists can't keep track of all the orders. The therapist said, I, you know, like a few months ago before all this, people were having to stop because they didn't have money. And even though he works on a sliding scale and he said now it's like people are paying like like high prices. Oh, everyone, interesting. Everyone needs to talk to. I someone. also heard something about the real estate market in the Bay Area because the Bay Area is very politically active. Nobody's paying rent. They're all like on rent strike, you know, and uh, apparently you can get a well, one. People are on rent strike. Yeah. So apparently like landlords in the Bay Area are just like, please move in. I'll take anything. You can get a one like a nice cool. two bedroom for super cheap rent. So maybe this will drive rents down. It'll definitely it'll drive people apart. But hopefully you and I will be able to get through weather this the storm rocky patch of the Colorado River that is our love. It flows forever. Sometimes a chocolate cake flows by. Sometimes a bottle of Purell. Sometimes it's an empty box. But you know what? It's the thought that counts. It's the cake that counts. I love you and I don't want you to fight with me at two o'clock in the morning anymore. And I will do what I have to do to avoid that. But here's what I was going to say is the problem with your scenario of us, like everything being okay, is that... Um, the thing that would really help me right now is to go away for a day. I hear you. Me too. <laughs> I look like the cure if you think I is don't, like you need to get out. If you think I don't look longingly at my RV from my bed, my <laughs> video game room and just think about the freedom that could be afforded me by just starting that engine and taking off and then calling you from like Joshua Tree and being oh like, oh, God. honey, um... I'll be home on Wednesday. Maybe you should just go to Joshua Tree. And that's another thing. We go for a walk and there's like all these people everywhere. I know. We went for a walk today. Even walking has become like a... Stressful. A, 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 a gauntlet. Horrifying. I had to scream at a guy today. <laughs> I was like, could you give me some space, go, Give please. me some space. <laughs> I was nice, but the guy like... He was like clearly like a crack person or a heroin person. And like he just wouldn't move. He was just sort of like doing his little dance. And I was like, could you just back up a little bit? Because it's like I'm not trying to walk by you. Right. Like I hate there's this thing of people walking in the street where they see and you can almost see them like grin a little bit. They're like, oh, oh, are you going to be like a little bitch about this? Are you going to be a little bitch about the global pandemic? It's like, fucking get out of the way. I know. It's so annoying. Everyone's annoying. And some people are sneezing and coughing in the street. Loud I'm, sneezing. I'm freaking out. Achoo! What is that? We were on our walk and we heard like two different people like do like a loud sneeze from like their yard. Oh, my God. My, my, my do we have time for this? We should call our guest. Yeah, huh? let's call our guest. Let's call our guest. I'll tell you about this other thing uh, next week about my sister. 
I mean, do you want to tell them like in two minutes? Or okay, I'll tell them in two minutes. Think? People are starting to make stupid ass decisions too. They're just like, they've been cooped up for so long that they're starting to allow logic to, to not matter. You know, like my sister had a, a, a kid. She's deaf, so she won't hear this podcast. So don't worry about me talking shit about her on the podcast. She had a, she had a kid seven days ago. She says, I have a new nephew. Congrats, Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. I have a new nephew. The tradition in Jew in Judaism is to circumcise the kid at eight days old. But you don't have to do it if there's a health risk involved. <laughs> but I get this text message from my sister going, oh, I found a, a, a rabbi who will fly up from San Diego. She lives in Alaska, of all places. Uh, probably the only Jew in Alaska. I found a rabbi in San Diego that will fly up, you know, cut our kids ding dong. Uh, and he's only going to charge me for the flight. It's $650. Will you pay for help pay for it? And I'm like, Moshe has a moral issue. I'm not going to, I'm not only not going to help pay for it. Don't do that. I called my, I texted my friend who's a pediatrician. I was like, this is a horrible idea, right? She's like, it's a horrible idea. And I'm like, could you please articulate the ways in which it's a horrible idea? And she wrote back, you know, all this stuff that was like super scary, like all the different possibilities of what could possibly go wrong um, uh, if, if this person comes up. I'll, I'll read you the, I'll read you the Cliff's notes, okay? Uh, is that, yeah, I'll, uh, Scenario one, he, he's sick, he spreads it to others or doesn't know he's sick and passes it to others, including your baby. Two, scenario two, the rabbi gets sick on his trip out there, ends up in the ICU or dead. Three, the baby has a complication with the circumcision and has to go to the clinic or the ER and then gets exposed to COVID patients. And four, babies aren't immune. There's 70 kids in ICUs across the U.S. right now, including two infant deaths. I sent this to my sister, who is a out-of-work fine artist. And she says, she says, ah, I love your input. We've thought about this thoroughly and we decided to do it. The rabbi has been quarantined for three weeks with no symptoms. <laughs> My husband and I, our intuition is telling us this feels right. <laughs> what are you fucking, what, this isn't, what do you mean intuition? Like, your intuition is meaningless here. Like you, your intuition cannot apply to virology. <laughs> it isn't an intuiting situation. You don't look at a fucking crystal and go like, mm-hmm, feels right. It'll be good. It's just like. I, what the fuck? What is the possible negative Everyone's part doing of waiting can. past the eighth day to cut the foreskin off of your kid's dick? What is it? So my moral dilemma is I don't want to. I'm not. She wants me to pay for it. I'm not going to do it. Am I making a mistake? By the time this episode comes out, the dick will have been cut and hopefully the covid will not have been spread. But I'm not trying to be a party to that at all at all. Right in. Let us know who's right about the cake and the gift. Who's right about the dick and the moel. Let's call our guest. It's the one and only Anthony Jeselnik. Hello, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hey, guys. How are you? Are you drunk? I am not, but I would be if not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your commitment to professionalism. Appreciate that. Anthony, Moshe and I have just been talking for like 15 minutes about how we can't stand each other anymore. So <laughs> it's uh, it must be interesting. Like, I, I just I am so curious how someone is doing, you know, being alone. And oh, by the way, I called you to talk. We didn't get to talk, so I'm very excited to talk to you. Also, I want to say, Anthony, I'm surprised that you respect our podcast enough to stay sober through it. <laughs> 
I mean, respect wouldn't be the word I would use, but uh, I did not want to embarrass myself. Um, it's nice to have a goal, you know, not to. Um, I'm doing okay, you know, being single. I was wondering in the beginning, I was like, am I, am I better off or worse off for being single through this? And it comes and goes. You know, sometimes you like really kind of lose your mind. And then I just think about having someone else here with me. And I'm like, oh, I would I would kill that person. Like when people text me, like Natasha texted me to check in with me the other day. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. I like this. And now I'm getting sick of that. I'm like, I'm like, why are people bothering me during this pandemic? Because you found your groove and you don't need other people bothering you with well wishes. Like it just it just stopped helping. Yeah. You know, it stopped it stopped uh, being uplifting. It's just like annoying. What I, is what is uplifting? Like what is what is something, you know, besides I, I I don't know, what is uplifting? Yeah. I mean, uplifting might not be the word. It's just like you go you leave I'll leave, I'll go outside and walk around and you see like how strange reality is now. Like people are wearing masks everywhere, like everyone's wearing a mask all of a sudden. But like Walgreens is open. You can still order a pizza. Like, there's people at Trader Joe's. Like, it's just like, wait, what's going on? I, yeah, I hear in you. A line. I went for a drive the other day, and I saw there was, like, ho- homeless people in masks. And for some reason, that struck me, like, like that the society is in such a crisis that people that were already in crisis are taking, like, medical measures to protect themselves. I mean, maybe that's a stupid observation, but for some reason it hit me, like, wow, this is truly abnormal. No, I get that. It's like, it feels like we're in a movie now, yeah. you know, like it's like everyone's like everyone's in their costumes. We've got to go through this. <laughs> the most boring movie. This thing. The most boring uh, Everyone movie. had the same idea for a costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like 28 days later. If like they, they like didn't have legs <laughs> and they had streaming uh, services that they could waste their time with. Wait, Anthony, do you like it? If someone FaceTimes you? No, I like I look like utter shit right now <laughs> that I refuse to FaceTime anyone. Um, so you just like cancel those calls. You no, just I like, I just a- don't do it. I just don't. I just say I'll do a phone call, but I, and I've only FaceTimed like twice in my life before this. Um, but I like, I was supposed to be doing a TV show right now that was supposed to start. Uh, Your TV show, the, right? Yes. My TV show. I was supposed to be on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. I, it's, I think it's still going to come back. We're still, we have hope. Uh, you'll still be a guest, we think. Um, wait, I, but, wait, it uh, might come back and I w- might not be a guest? <laughs> we'll see. You know, anything goes. Anything goes, Mosa. You use the pandemic to take advantage of, like, you can now get bigger celebrities because everybody's out of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would exactly. be a, that would be a horrifyingly hurtful thing. I, I, I look for... Oh, you're the kind of person that would do it, and I would I would respect it. It would end our relationship, but I would respect the Anthony hell out of it. Anthony's show, too. Good talk, it's called. It's, it's a, a good show. hilarious talk show on Comedy Central, but you can also watch it on iTunes. You right? can watch the last season, People right? should be watching that right now. I like that I'm plugging the show that uh, just got, like, taken off the air. Wait, um, wait. Is that what happened? No, no, no. They just shut everything down because of, uh, because of coronavirus. I don't know if you heard about it. Um, <laughs> but I was, like, supposed to get a... Like, I was waiting to get a haircut two weeks before the start of the show, like before the first taping, like wait. And I usually get my haircut every four weeks, but it was like just a missed time that I, I was going to, it was going to be six weeks and that was two weeks ago. So my hair and my beard, I just look insane. Like I've been playing with the hair on the back of my neck. 
<laughs> I want to see a picture. Will you send it? No, because he's not on Instagram either. Anthony, what? How do? You, so you just sit on Twitter all day? <clears throat> Twitter, the New York Times, like email. I try to stay offline as much as I can. And then uh, do what? Read TV. books? I read books. What are you reading? Right now I'm reading uh, Last Things by Jenny Ophill, I believe her name is. I'm so O-F-F-I-L-L. jealous of you. You're just sitting in your cool like condo, just like reading books all day. And I've got like, like the reason why we had to do this podcast at nine is because like our baby just went to sleep. <laughs> like there is just like a toddler. Um, Like, I mean, I love having a baby. I'm so glad I did it. But I, this is something, <laughs> but, but, but quarantine is something that I would have loved. Like by yourself. Yes. I would have gotten into it. Like I love being alone. I love reading. I love like indulging like a way, like a creative whim or getting high and like reading something crazy and just like letting that take me to something else. And then watching a movie. I just love that kind of idea and not being online. I thought that I would like be able to write something great. Like I would have a bunch of jokes when this was all over or I would like write something and that has not happened. Like it's impossible to write comedy for me anyway well, during this one thing it just yeah it feels stupid a, a friend of mine set, sent me this article that was like talking all about like people you know not you don't have to be stressed that you're not being creative in this time period because this is a time this is something that's happening that has never happened before at least in, in our lifetimes and like this is a, such an event that you want to be like aware uh, you want to just be like re, like what you said like walking around the streets and and taking this in is so much more important than like sitting in your apartment and like writing five jokes a day about it. Yeah. And the the jokes I was writing were bad that I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. Yeah. And let it wash over me. Just observe. hope that when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that's the best thing. I just don't want to be like, like fat and like a, like an alcoholic when this is over. Like I think a lot of people are going to be. <laughs> no, here's motion. I have an idea because we've been doing these exercise videos and anything you think of online is like, there's an amazing video that you can even play your own music and just like, we've been doing them every day almost. Yeah. You could, but I, but something tells me you're, I can see you right now, Anthony. I feel, <laughs> I do want to see what a, he looks like. A woolly like. <laughs> man of the woods, long out of control hair, a huge beard. You're in a silk robe. You're, you have a, a big glass of wine and you, a book in one hand. How, how are you going to transition into the YouTube workout phase of that? <laughs> I feel like There's you're, no way. yeah, no, There's you're, no way. you're in a creative kind of like uh, a, a romance with yourself zone. And I, I think you should just see what happens on the other end of it. That's the thing Never. I was thinking of, Moshe. The romance. Uh, yeah, because the quarantine feels like it could be a romance with yourself. Well, Anthony, speaking of a romance, we have callers on this podcast that call in and ask us for relationship advice. Um, and we'd love to have you sit in on some of these calls. Should we, shall we call somebody? Let's do it. Here are your two choices, Anthony. We can call one person who is uh, pregnant and doesn't want to do a digital baby shower because she's afraid people will think of that as just a uh, cash grab. Cash grab. Or two, someone that is in a relationship that they broke up right before uh, the pandemic started and they are living together recently broken up. Wait, so they lived together and they're broken up? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, just imagine like... <laughs> Just did, did these people know I'm going to be on the call? Like, no, I can't imagine. no. And we're hoping it's going to be brutal for them. So let's find out. It sounds like that's the one you want. Yeah. Okay. Let's call. Let's call that one. 
And by the way, Anthony, you're going to get out of this. Just indulge. It's going to be great. I have high I'm hopes. Not, I'm into it. I have a thought that maybe we'll all emerge fat and then then fat won't mean fat anymore. Like if everyone being, if everyone's body adjusted by, you know, 15% BMI, then wouldn't that be the median and then the entire aesthetic of beauty standards would change. True. I think we'll get you'll get some grace, you know, you'll have like five pounds of grace, <laughs> five pounds, five months. We should set that up as a, as a goal. You have five pounds of grace and you have to lose it in five months. Mm-hmm. OK, let's do this call. Now we're calling Jasmine in Austin. Hello. Hey, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. It's Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher. Hi, how are y'all doing today? We're good. We have a special surprise guest for you as well. Um, he's kind of a um, a gentle relationship counselor. Uh, the, the one and only Anthony Jeselnik is on the call as well. It's nice to meet y'all. I'm excited to talk to y'all. Good. Anthony, are you there? <laughs> Likewise. Okay, there he is. <laughs> uh, so tell us your situation. Yeah, so um, this past Valentine's Day, my girlfriend of over four years decided that she wanted a break. And more recently, um, in early March, decided that she did want to end the relationship. So before quarantine or our shelter in place order started, she was kind of in and out of the apartment, only coming around to like walk the dogs and take care of the day to day stuff, grab her things. And she would stay out pretty late. Um, she wouldn't come home till like two or three in the morning or she wouldn't come home at all. But now that we're in shelter in place she's at the apartment every day all night um so we're not really able to have any space apart and our lease also isn't up until the end of june and neither of us can afford to rent this apartment on our own so right now i'm i'm basically just wondering if you'll have any advice on how i would go about getting over a breakup that I didn't really want, but now I see her every day. <laughs> oh, first of all, I mean, I would kill her. I would kill her right now. I would I would put the phone down, put it on speaker, and then go kill her. Oh like, I don't know how you haven't done that. I mean, I, I just want to say she sounds cool that she was able to tell you honestly that she needed a break um, on the love holiday. She seems like a really nice... That she was able yeah, to time yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was a great gift to get. Yeah, to time it so well, like in times mm-hmm. when we're thinking about our love life, she's like, well, here's the, an update on yours. <laughs> Wait, so so what is your relationship like? Like, do you guys like talk? Are you like, did you drink any, do you drink my milk or do you want anything to eat? Or like, do you, do you cook for each other? Do you help each other out? Do you ignore each other? What's the, what's the vibe? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of all of those options because sometimes she's in a good mood and we're talking and we're laughing and sometimes she wants to be distant and feels like she wants her own space but we also live in a one bedroom apartment so there's not much space to be had <laughs> you're making us feel much better for all of our complaining Wait, are, you, are, are you sleeping in the same bedroom um, no. So I've been sleeping on the couch. <laughs> you sleep on the couch? Yeah. What? yeah. How does she yeah. sleep in bed? Yeah, um, she, I mean, she offers, but I like, I don't know. I think it's just me being like emotional about it and not wanting to be in the room that we shared for four years. But 
but you're down to be in the living room next door. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This Anth- is hard. Anthony, got any questions? <laughs> I mean, I'm just soaking this all in. This is so like, this just feels good. Well, you know, it feels good to be around. <laughs> well, well, let me, like, let me, when's the last time you slept together? Great question. You, um, you mean you mean had sex, Anthony? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she actually, like a week after she told me she wanted a break, told me that she wanted to make it work after I found out that she made out with some guy at a bar. Um, so we tried to make it work, quote unquote, for a week and then decided again. That Wait, what, what's the date of this? It's a week after Valentine's uh, oh, Day. Oh, okay, okay. I'm able yeah, to time like this a, exactly <laughs> thanks to the benevolence of her ex-girlfriend <laughs> and her calendar-specific <laughs> breakups. So a week after Valentine's, she was like, I want to make this work. Yeah. So the last week of February, we were trying to make it work. And then the next week, she just didn't show up again. I She works in an office where um, it's like an old house, so... Um, I drove over there cause I didn't know where she was and I assumed she was still there and I found her there sleeping, uh, with one of her coworkers, not sleeping with her, but sleeping there with her there. Oh, and then, oh, <laughs> so, oh, that's, so she was asleep at the office with a coworker. Yes. Okay. No, that's normal. That, that actually, what, yeah, yeah, what definitely. She, what's her job? What does she do? Um, I'm not really, I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you exactly, but it's in telecommunications. Wait. Okay, so you guys were really close before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. She was at a telecommunications firm at an old house sleeping with a coworker. What kind of folksy I mean, shit do you guys have in Texas? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so her coworkers are like her main group of friends. So they, they go out to bars after going to work. And her excuse was that she got drunk and didn't want to drive home, which I can understand, but I hadn't heard from her. So then that's when I drove over there to find them in the house together. And um, so, she so decided again that okay. she wanted a break. I see. Wait, 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 wait. She wait, decided wait. again. Hold on, hold on. You discovered yeah. her in the arms of another woman and she was like, you know what? I do want a break after all. Well... <laughs> Yeah, and this is a coworker that I've never really been fond of, and she's always been like, you know, don't worry about her. I don't know why you're so worried about her. Like, there's nothing going on. And then right. the weekend after she broke up with me, I found out that she went out with her and made out with her. It's okay. all sketchy. So you like you like have a, a kind of a, a a messy thought living in the room next door. <laughs> Here, mm, I guess you could say that. I, I have a question. Moshe, I've never heard anyone say the word thought in like actual conversation. <laughs> Moshe tries to be young and hip. He's wearing a hat right now that says juggle. Well, no, I'm just saying like the, the the behavior that she's describing that you're describing is like it's not like, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're equals. But, you know, this isn't working. It's more like in one party in this relationship is like just a kind of ratchet wild girl and the other person is like you're sleeping on the couch waiting for her to come home from her telecommunications job where she's i don't know sticking fiber optic cables up the uh, her co-workers orifices I, I have a question um do you have anywhere else you can go um no no a lot of people are no. in that situation a lot of people are stuck because i have friends who are like in their 30s living at their family's house yeah isn't yeah there- i 
Isn't there another couple out there that you could find that's in a similar situation in the Austin area and you guys could do a partner swap? So all of a sudden you, you just get a roommate. They, you both get roommates and you're not living with some psycho. Well, Anthony, what were you saying? Tested. I mean, I suggested to her maybe in a more passive aggressive way that she go stay with her coworker. Yeah, go live at the old house. Anthony, what you were saying something? I forget. Oh. <laughs> so what can we, what are you actually curious about? How can we actually help? Um, I guess I'm having a hard enough time with the breakup itself, but just, I don't even, I don't even know how to begin to process the breakup and start getting over it when I, I see her every day. Not only do you see her every day, you literally are with her in that house. You guys are just going out for walks, right? Is yeah yeah so in the day we work from home and then yeah we just go out for walks to like get out of the house but even that it's like sometimes kind of awkward because i don't know what to talk about <laughs> whose name is if on she, the lease oh sorry anthony go wait if she said i'm going to get back together would you say yes right now yeah oh. <laughs> okay Okay, Ooh. that adds a layer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying you need to get out of there because also she doesn't really seem that worthy. She seems a little suspect, you know, like, I don't know. I just, right. Why would you get back together with her? Why? Cause just because you love attracted her? attracted to her. Yeah, yeah. I think just because I love her and it's been so long, but um, I like fully am aware that the situation just sounds like wrong in every like aspect of it, but I just can't get over the fact that I still want to be with her. I mean, she sounds hot. No. Sure. <laughs> uh, That's true. That's true. I, mean, I get it. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, I, what advice could you possibly give? I well, mean, this is just like, you're in hell. You're in hell. <laughs> you are in hell. Yeah. And it's very, I definitely it's feel like, like that every day. <laughs> it's like, you've got like a, like a knife in your neck and it's like, don't pull it out. Like you, if you pull it out, you're going to bleed to death immediately. <laughs> but if you leave it there, you got a knife in your neck. You got a knife in your neck. You know, that's funny you say that, Anthony, because I had a dream the other night that I stabbed someone with a key in the neck and just killed them. Who was it? It was, wasn't me, was it? No, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was you. Wh who's like the key was in your fist? Like you were punching them? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I'd never done anything like that before. It was like exactly what you're Wait, describing. Wait, it was me? No, it was not you. It was like, but I had the key and, and then it, I remember I was thinking like this is bad to do, but it's the right thing. Interesting. Hey, maybe these that's are weird. A, these <laughs> maybe that's a signal to you. Maybe that's what you should do. Take Anthony's advice and Natasha's dream: murder this woman with a key, and you'll probably yeah, get away with it. She, By the way, you know where she sleeps. Yeah, and also this is kind of a perfect time to murder somebody because nobody will be checking on them for at least at least a month and a half. Nobody's oh, I've been saying this. I've been saying this after the, this is over. They're gonna find bodies. It's almost like. When the snow melts, you find bodies out there. Like people, ha people are going to murder their spouses and bury them in the backyard, and no one's going to know for months. Well, we were just saying at the beginning of this podcast, Natasha and I, that there are some people who are in relationships that they're on the fence about. Anybody that was on the fence about whether or not they should break up with someone at this point is convinced definitely I'm going to break up with someone. The same has mm -hmm. to be true with people that are on the fence about murdering somebody. There's got to be a whole mm -hmm. population of people out there that were like, you know, I should kill John. He definitely deserves to. <laughs> die but i don't know if i could do it or maybe i couldn't get away with it and then and i think i think there's a lot of overlap in those two groups <laughs> i actually do have something i have some advice too some advice okay so i think that uh what's your name again jasmine 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 i think that you should just be slightly more aloof 
and really like adhere to your own schedule and really try to just like think about the things that are bringing you joy, whether it be like certain podcasts or like maybe a walk alone with a podcast. Just really try to like, I don't know that you guys should be doing all your walks together and you're waiting for her to see when she wants to go on a walk. Like, I think you just need to establish your own rhythm. And, you know, you don't, you're, it seems like your dynamic was that, you know, she was maybe in like a bit of a power position. And I, I don't know, I just feel like it'd be good for you to really just get into your, what did we say earlier? The the romance with yourself. A romance with yourself, with your ex-lover living in well, the room Well, but door. even if it's just for two hours a day where she can like one hour, she can get a walk by herself listening to something enlightening or another hour she can do a meditation thing. And you have no privacy though. That's the issue. Right. And you guys already had a power dynamic and I'm sure you didn't rest any of your power back when you moved into the living room and stare <laughs> at the <laughs> maybe, bedroom Maybe bedroom she door. should demand them. I have an idea. Why don't you say, okay, you know, I, I've been thinking about it and I think we should do, what do you think makes sense one week on one week off well this with is the bedroom because then you have privacy that i agree with you should definitely if you're paying the same rent that is practical advice that you should definitely take if you don't take my advice okay what's but i advice? think you're right one week off one week on it'll allow you to get some of your power and dignity back physically have that romance with yourself in that bedroom even if, even if you can't do it emotionally it. get some like sage even if you can't do it emotionally you'll be able to get some of it back physically yeah. i think that's a good call but Two questions. Are you, who's on the lease? We both are. Okay. Second question. How much is your rent? Your half, mm. your half. You don't have to say, oh. let's say you don't have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'm getting at. Have you done any Googling to see if there's anybody in the Austin area that could use a, a roommate in their place? Because there's a lot of people that are moving home, that are leaving places like Austin, leaving their dreams of becoming a blues, you know, uh, star behind and moving back to <laughs> Iowa to go move back in with their parents. A blues star. You know. When South by Southwest got canceled, they decided this <laughs> that was it. That's my signal to go home. People are doing that in Hollywood. You're right, though. I, that Moshe's, that's the best advice. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, well, just see. Do the research. Okay, I pay. Let's say your half is $750 a month, right? Let's say that's how much it is. They go on to Craigslist, look up roommates, $750, and move out tomorrow. Just get the fuck out of there. Who cares about a broken lease? She's Every not getting back together with you. Yeah, she is not coming back. She'll I use you. Yes, Anthony? Uh, what's your annual salary? <laughs> I, that, see, I think, I think Moshe and Natasha, I think you both have given great advice. She will not be able to follow this advice. You are right, you know I mean? Anthony. You are right. It's like telling someone who like shows up at the gym for the first day to do a backflip. Like, it's not <laughs> happening. Well, listen, you're still emotionally tied to this girl. And I think she's got like a hold of you and like a, like they write songs about this shit kind of way. The blues um, songs that, that people think, play on 6th Street down in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Another, uh, the same reference again. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I was trying to I do a callback, Anthony. You I think, think you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? Here's the good thing. We're all screwed. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, yeah, it's bad for us all it's just like everyone's situation of being screwed is different and i guess there's different levels 
But listen, I don't, I mean, I kind of agree with Anthony, but I do think there's a possibility that you will rest yourself out of what you know is an untenable situation and just do the, do the Googling. You don't even have to make, you don't even have to move out, just Google to find out if there are options out there. Because your other option is to sit on the pullout couch in your one bedroom apartment and listen to her (laughs) vibrator buzz as you cry Texas tears. So I think find out if there's something out there for you. Okay. No, I got it. Oh yeah. I got it. Okay. Take her vibrator, throw it out the window, get rid of it. Then she has to start having sex with you again. <laughs> by the time this is over, you guys are back together. I like it. I love it. That's a good get rid idea. Of the competition. If that doesn't work, take her vibrator, throw it out the window. When she goes outside, change the lock so that she can't come back in. Uh, for a second, Moshe, I thought you were about to say exactly what I said. <laughs> it's a blues riff. And, a, and, just try to, and just try to take credit for it. <laughs> okay, Jasmine. Well, good luck. Good peace, luck. Peace be with you. I know yeah. it's hard. Just try to like find you, find your light. You deserve better than somebody that doesn't want to treat you the way you should be treated. You That's deserve true. more than that. That's true. Well read, Moshe. All right. Good. Well, thank, thank y'all. Yeah, good luck, luck, Jasmine. Bye. Good luck. Man, the y'all always catches me off guard. I love it. It reminds me of Oakland. I'm into it. Oh, God damn, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, we have a... Wait, actually... what did you like about it? it just made you feel good about your situation. <laughs> what did I like about it? Like, I thought it was going to be sad, but it was like worse than sad. You know what I mean? Like, if I thought it was someone who was like just broken up with somebody. So they're alone during a pandemic and like kind of fending for themselves. That's sad. This was just like pure awful. I mean, like it was like it was beyond sad. It was worse than sad. I mean, a person saying to you, I think I just need a little bit of space. And then a week later, moving into quarantine with you <laughs> is about <laughs> as claustrophobic a feeling as I could uh, imagine. There I mean, must be so many people out there like that. No, But you know that feeling when not br- just in America. That's the thing that dawned on me yesterday. It's the world. Think of all of the people in the world who are like having terrible situations right now. But Sorry, you know that she, feeling yeah. that you have when somebody you're still in love with breaks up with you, how you like you ache and for them and all you can think about is them all the time. Are they thinking of you? What do they think of you? Do they still love you? Imagine that person was separated by a thin piece of apartment drywall. That is- yeah, instead of... Instead of having to stop yourself from like looking at pictures of your ex, you have to stop yourself from turning your head. <laughs> you have to stop yourself from getting a water glass and putting it up to the wall. <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to call one more person? Yeah, you down to do one more call, Anthony? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're going to call Garrett in Seattle. Uh, hey, is this Garrett? Yes, this is Garrett. Hi, Garrett. It's Moshe Kasher. Natasha Legero. And we have a special guest that we really thought could help tonight. It's uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Awesome. <laughs> How's, How's it going? going? <laughs> uh, it's going all right. You know, as good as it can be with this pandemic. Oh, why? Something- yeah. Something's going on. What's, what's what's your situation, Garrett? He said he's in a pandemic of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's happening, uh, Garrett? Why'd you contact us? Uh, well, I contacted you because uh, about three days ago, uh, I got a, a message out of the blue from my aunt, uh, letting me know that my father had sexually abused her when she was seven and he was thirteen, and. Uh, 
you know, I, I didn't know anything about that. It's really shocking information, but uh, I'm conflicted because he's about 69 now and he's changed his life and all that. And uh, I, I could understand why people would forgive him. But another part of me is like, that was a seven year old dude. Yeah. Uh, I think that like, so tell me about your aunt. Is, do you, do you th- is she crazy? Your aunt. You know what I mean? Like, oh. First of all, like, do you believe her? Yeah, that's an important like, thing you know to. About your dad? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I trust my aunt. Uh, we, our relationship was just uh, when I was a teenager, she would take me to rock concerts. And then she kind of faded out of my life after that. Uh, but I, I definitely trust her. <laughs> why, why do you think she's telling you this now? Uh, she just, when she said it, she said she wanted to explain why she wasn't closer uh, to my family when we were kids. I didn't get the sense that she wanted me to do anything with the information just to have it. She just wanted to burden you a little bit for the remaining <laughs> lifetime yeah. of yours. Dur- she during siblings? Yeah. She wasn't sure siblings? whether she would die or he would die first, so she had to get it out now. Do you, do I, you have any siblings? I do. Uh, I have a sister that is a full sister, and then I have three half-brothers. And do they know about this? Uh, as far as I know, no. After this happened, I talked to my sister, and uh, her immediate response was to also raise the question of uh, my aunt's integrity. So I'm pretty sure she's going to just forgive my father because she's closer than he, uh, to him than I am anyways. I mean, I have to say that if I would have if I would have known in the description that it was sexual abuse, I probably wouldn't have taken the call. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying because it's, it's, it, you're right. It's, it's a really hard, like I have a two year old. So like, I, I just can't see around it, unfortunately. But, well, but maybe you guys well, have a, I, well, I just have a few questions. Um, you're right. Natasha, this one's harder to, uh, have fun with, but, um, or are... I assumed it was sexual abuse. when I <laughs> <said> abuse. <laughs> Garrett, uh, uh, when you say your father changed his life, uh, what what do you mean by that? Are you just you're assuming because the father you know wasn't like some sort of abusive monster, and is that what you mean, or is there some actual event that you're re- referencing that he's changed? Uh, I don't know a whole ton about my father's life because he was very hands off uh, growing up. To you, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that he went to prison at some point oh, and uh, he found religion in prison. Mm. And that's when I believe he turned his life around uh, as far as, um, I mean, not in terms of being a good father, but being a, maybe a better person, I'd pinpoint it there. Yeah. So, okay. Another question I have. Okay. So that's, that's intense. So, so he wasn't really much of a father to you, period. Uh, yeah, he was there. Like I've got a few happy memories from childhood, but most of it is, uh, he's going to work or he's watching TV and doesn't want to chat. And, and what's your, uh, well, that sort of informs my next question. I I had some other questions, but this seems more important. What, um, 
What's your relationship like with with him now? Uh, we're cordial, but uh, we don't talk much. Uh, I hear from him once or twice a year. And uh, since I had kids, he, he wants to come visit almost every year. The plot thickens. Oh, wow. <laughs> that changes things. So um, is that the question? You're wondering if you should have contact with your father and let him visit uh, yeah, you and your kids, that's essentially. That's basically it. My wife has decided she wants no contact. Mm. But uh, I I go back and forth between, like, is he the same person who did that? Or is he better? <sighs> and do- Hi, I'm I'm the wife. Oh wow, <laughs> the plot thickens more. Jesus Christ, that scared the shit. I thought you were the aunt for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard a female laugh that wasn't mine. Hi, wife. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Um, wife, I'm with you. I'm, by this, yeah, honestly, I hear because, you. Um, so the thing that my husband didn't mention was that it was three times Mm. um and it makes me so upset because we have a son who's about to turn five and so his aunt would have been only two years older than that right and that's horrific like that's a fucking monster uh pardon my language sorry Um, no i think you were past uh language restrictions here (laughs) no i'm and so you know that's my thing like he may be 60 but that's a fucking monster who just got really wrinkly and saggy. And so I don't want him fucking near my children. Ugh. Well, I, I don't think, think anyone's going to try to talk you out of that. I yeah. Mean, that's like uh, having kids like changes everything completely here where I thought before it was like, do you tell someone or not? Uh, do you talk to confront him or not? But have, when you have kids, think about your kids. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I'd say, uh, <laughs> I would like, I would cut off all contact. And then if he tries to like hang out, like take, have the kids go out with like a sitter or something, have the dad over, like be eating dinner. And then halfway through casually be like, so, and then ask him about it. Wait, Anthony, then, hold on a second. Yeah, that this was good advice, but I don't understand. Why are you trying to build up the drama by having half of the dinner be un- un- unspoken, go through the first few courses, and then drop the bomb? That, like, take him off his guard, you know what I mean? Let oh, okay. him think he's like, he's like in having a good time. He'd be like, so, uh, talked to Aunt Kathy the other day. Um, what's up with that? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you can't let him around your kids. No, I think this is, yeah, this has really zigged and zagged a and, lot. And but, the truth, oh, sorry. But... but Go ahead. Well, the truth is he's probably not going to do anything to your kids, but still it doesn't matter. It's like, I agree with Anthony. It's like, yes, he probably has changed, but you know what? You have a wife and she feels this way and you feel mostly that way. And it's like, that's just how it, that's just his karma. That's just how things are going to go in this lifetime, unfortunately, you know, because it's also like you don't want to put too much on yourself either. It's like that's a lot of stress having to confront a father. I wouldn't want to confront my father about this. I would just like be like, we're busy. We're busy. Well, that won't work. <laughs> eventually, he's going to gonna figure out that they've been busy for 13 years. I mean, listen, my what I was thinking when you were telling me this before I found out you had kids was that you had been uh, you had been gift given a gift of a distant relationship with a extremely problematic parent because now it's not like your best friend who you shared every moment of your life with you now have to wrestle with what his position will be in your life from this point on you you already have a kind of distant relationship with him the fact that you have kids uh 
obviously makes it so much more uh, important that you you just can't, it, you know. Listen, if you were feeling guilty, uh-huh. Garrett, if you were feeling guilty, you don't even need to feel guilty because your wife has made the decision for you. Isn't that a beautiful <laughs> A beautiful blessing for you. You, yeah. you. It's not you. You can blame it on her. You can. You could blame it on her, but you also don't have to wrestle with it. What should I do? It doesn't matter what you should do because your wife has decided for you. Wait, you think the wife can decide? <laughs> I think in this instance, I think in this specific, very specific, only this instance, not not applying to any relationship situations that you and I have. That that the wife, your wife's discomfort with this situation removes all moral calculus for you. You're, it's over. She's decided. So now your decision has to be what kind of contact do you have with your father given right. that he can't see your kids anymore? And, and if you maintain contact with him, you're probably going to have to tell him that you know what you know. 60 is kind of young. I mean, he could live for 25 more years. That's right. Well, what does, what does your five-year-old think? i mean garrett do you want to maintain a relationship with with like because i relate to what you're saying the the idea like it sounds to me like there's a part of you that's like damn it my dad finally came around and started being an active participant in my life and now i found out this horrifying pandora's box of information that's that makes that no longer an option is that basically right yeah, yeah. It seems like once I started a family, he became proud of me, but now it's kind of over. <laughs> That's so hard, too, because it's like it must have been really hard for your aunt to decide to tell you that because it's like she probably I mean, ho- hopefully she told you that because she wants, you know, she's trying to protect her kids, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like. But here's here's the deal. I, I it, it it seems to me that there are two separate situations. Um, one is will you maintain a relationship with your father that was mostly estranged for most of your life? You were enjoying that Two is, does that relationship include your father being around your kids? We've taken care of two, right? He's not going to be around your kids. That's out the window. It's not simple. And it's not, there isn't a right or wrong choice about whether or not you continue to have contact with them. You can still call him. You can still call him. You can tell him what you know and say, I still would like to maintain a relationship with you because the odds are you're right. He has changed and he's not a monster anymore. That's totally a possibility. Obviously, you don't want to take the risk of, of, of finding out by having him around your kids. So that's out. But you get to still have a relationship with him if you want. It just is something that you're going to have to decide and unfortunately, once you tell him the reason you, he can't come over anymore, possibilities are strong that he won't want to be in your life anymore. And that is a shitty thing to have to deal with. But that's as, as much as I can figure out. Yeah. And just All right. And whenever you feel depressed, just uh, listen to the cat, cats in the cradle and you'll feel better. By, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, how, how tell, is that is that what do you think about a relationship with your dad? sons having him around uh i don't think there's much of a relationship to have without him visiting my family i I think that's all he cared about i don't know he seems he seems super into family for sure (laughs) Um, (laughs) i just think like to me my first point is starting to stand now which is like this doesn't sound like a great relationship in the best of circumstances without this information, mm-hmm. you know, and there's something, I mean, your main memories are of him ignoring you. Right. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, that's just what happens. Like the Cat Stevens song, you know, it's like he didn't. And sometimes I even have that idea with my daughter. I'm like, it's so taxing to be around her all day. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm going to do, as you know, you have a five-year-old, but like, I'm like, I'm going to do this because like, I feel like maybe it'll come back to me in a good way <laughs> Well, I mean, when she's older and maybe it won't. Totally. I mean, Garrett, I, I, I relate to this in that I have parts of my family that are so withered and diseased like no matter what i try to do they feel like they never feel positive or additive to my life and i keep struggling to add them into my life and it just keeps making me feel worse but the beautiful part about getting married and having a family is i just thought think of myself like oh i split off my family tree i made my own little unit and now to the degree that i do or don't want to i can be involved with other people but i have this new thing so like yeah, you didn't get a great dad. A lot of people don't get a great dad. And I'm I'm sorry that that's really shitty. But you are obviously going to be a great dad and are going to be able to to restart this branch of the family tree. Thank you. Yeah, you well, should see Anthony Jeselnik's Netflix specials. I think they'll, they'll probably make you feel better. <laughs> fire in the maternity ward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, good luck. And good thanks luck. for opening up and being so honest. That was definitely the darkest call we've ever had. And we hope that the jokes were acceptable to you. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Bye. good. Okay, okay. Garrett, bye-bye. Bye. I think we helped them. God damn it, guys. <laughs> I mean, th- that's not usually like that, Anthony. That was a that was a real tough needle to thread. But Jesus. Moshe, you did great. I mean, I think that was that was pretty good advice to just like immediately just say no, because that's the truth. Well, I mean, it's nice when you don't have to struggle. If he was with someone that was like, oh, it's your decision. I mean, that's a horrible moral choice. You I think know? we need a, like a palate cleanser. I know. But Wait. also, Anthony, we can do our, we have another segment we do. So if you want to do another one, we could, or we don't have to. We could do one more call, Anthony, if you're game. I'm into it. I'm, I'm fucking on a roll. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's call the Let's show. Talk. Let's talk to someone whose dad just killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could call Garrett back in about a year. And <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do the shower but call. These are dark times. Let's do the shower call and just get a palate cleanser. And- Great. Now we're going to call Kelly in Bellingham. I like how these are all like coronavirus hotspots. You guys have picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the heart of the pandemic. Yeah, we're going to call <laughs> Wuhan. Hello? Hello? Hi, hey, Kelly. It's Natasha Legero. Hi. Hey. And Moshe Kasher, and we have a special guest. He's a uh, relationship and family therapist. Anthony Jeselnik is on the line with us as well. Hi. Hi. Um, how's it going? Oh, I don't really know how to answer that right now. No one does anymore. No, no one does. Yeah, the, I, yeah. You know what? We just need to stop saying that. Right. We need to well, stop like, saying how's it going. Every time I go into work, it's just people are like, like the other day, one of my coworkers was like, you're really quiet. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk a whole lot. And it's going to fog up like... I have to wear a mask now. It's going to fog up my glasses. So I'm not in the talking mood. Wait, so you have to, you go to work every day? Are you, are you like, uh, are you essential? Are you an essential worker? I, I mean, it's nice to be called essential because until then I've been like ashamed that I'm working at a grocery store, but I work at a grocery store. No, grocery store workers are the, are the, we, we all realized in the last month. Yeah. 
how vital and how how unbelievably important and essential grocery store workers are. So kudos to you and thank you. That yeah. was a fluke, but uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you go to work every day. How many days a week? No, they they cut me down to so I'm I'm six months pregnant, and they cut me down to twenty hours a week because that's how much I need to work to get health insurance for me and my husband. So. Um, yeah. Isn't that a cool system? Isn't that kind of a cool system? Like that's really, really beautiful that we live in a society where I know where a pregnant woman needs to get, they'll allow a pregnant woman to work only 20 hours a week in order to have a healthy birth in a pandemic. Just a mere 20 hours. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. So why did you contact us? Yeah. So I want to hear it. Okay. Well, I want to tell you one more thing really quick is that I recently found out that the grocery store I work for, they will let the checkers wear gloves, but they have to provide their own gloves. So beautiful. Now that is beautiful. Yes. Lovely. Um, okay. So I'm calling because I'm pregnant and, um, we were, I mean, my friends were planning on throwing me a baby shower and now it's kind of like, I mean, I just kind of, now that I'm saying it out loud, it seems a little bit like first world problems, but um, I don't think I'm going to be able to have one. Like, I just had my first prenatal appointment since this all this ha- happened. And the baby or the, the shower? Phone. The, the, I have the, <laughs> the baby. Yeah, the shower, the shower, the shower, got it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to have the shower. So When uh, was the shower scheduled? In May. Got it. Yeah. So now the thing is that people are doing, they're doing virtual showers, which it's just that I hate that term. But like, I mean, I know my friends and family care about me, so I just don't know if it's tacky to like send out my registry, basically. So do you now? I would hate it if someone asked me to sit through a virtual shower. You know, like I I would rather just give someone money. (laughs) And if you have people in your life who, you know, can afford to give you money and who probably would want to give you money, then I think sending out like a fun picture email saying, I won't, I won't put you through this. Oh, I'm going to spare you the agony of going through the baby shower. I will allow you to just buy me things off of my registry directly. (laughs) That's like an Amazon wish list, which is kind of what a lot of adult film stars do. Oh yeah, you get a little bit of extra for that. Do so. you think? Do you think that your family would be offended if you just sent the registry and said something like that, or do they actually want to sit on Instagram on on Zoom and watch you open presents so they can all say "ah" <laughs> and every single screen? Well, will I pop didn't want to do that. I mean, at my actual baby shower, I didn't want to do that in the first place. I hate that. Like when my friends threw me a bridal shower, I wanted to die like i hated sitting there and having you to can open all that stuff because i don't want to watch somebody else do that so i might hope i mean i guess my whole thing is, is i'm just trying to like be able to approach it with humor and be like the world is on fire like it sucks but like i don't know like make the best of it and say like does that make sense I'm, well, I think if you yeah. want to approach it with humor, then you shouldn't have called Moshe and Natasha <laughs> for advice. <laughs> Luckily, I'm here. Uh, is this this is your first child? Yes. Okay, so you need stuff like there's stuff that you need for the baby. Yeah, I would I would put your own feelings aside and think about the baby. Mm, that's yeah. good. And think about all the sweet shit that baby can get. And I think people want to give now. Like people are like going stir crazy, buying crazy things online they don't need. 
they would love to give your baby something and like give them a little bit of focus. But I think it's just like how you word the email. Exactly. Like, I, I, yeah. Like just be like, I know it's crazy. I'm still having this baby pandemic or no. Uh, do you want to give me shit? Check one or check one or check no. And uh, and then if they check yes, the registry pops up. Oh my God. And I also think Perfect. you should you should add to that. I won't put you through a Zoom baby shower because that would be the lower, you know, the lower depths. Well, let me I, I want to say that, uh, first of all, just do you know what I love about you, Anthony? What I respect about you? What's you, that? you? You came in with a really, really hard, funny slam about humor. And then you proceeded to give very sincere advice. And it was just nice to see your process like. You you said the thing about humor just to insult us, your friends, and then were, gave really sweet and really thoughtful advice. And I just I, I I really respect that part of you. I've only I've only talked to this girl for ten minutes, and I already like her more than you. <laughs> um, I I have some cra- I have a crazy bit of advice, or not advice. I have a, an offer for you. You ready okay. for this? Because yeah. you're worried about it being tacky. Um. I, Natasha and I, I haven't asked her if she's down to do this yet, but Natasha and I will, we will write the email for you and send it to you. And then we'll, we'll say it as in character. We'll say, we're the hosts of, uh, uh, whatever your name is, favorite podcast, I'm assuming. And, uh, she was too scared to ask you guys to do, uh, a, a virtual baby shower. We'll make some funny jokes about that. Uh, well, we'll send them to Anthony. He'll punch it up. And then... <laughs> And then we'll say, so we are we are officially asking on your behalf if you will give to the, and then you just plug in the registry. And then that way you didn't even write the email and it's really fun. And you know what? Think of essentials. Like what Anthony said, think of your baby. Like, you know, put fucking pampers on there if you want and need it, you know, like do a very, and you can even say this in the email. It's a very basic baby shower. It's just essentials. And I know this is a crazy time right now. So if you can't afford it, of course, please delete this email, whatever, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, you, if there's people out there, like I have a friend who someone bought like every single thing they had on their registry, like some people just really want to help. So even though you're sending the email to 50 people, you're kind of targeting like five rich people. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any Jews in your life? Um, no. So are, are you, are you interested in us writing that email for you? No, that would be perfect. And then I can always you know, shift the blame to you guys if it really comes across badly. I exactly. Guess. And listen, yeah. you, you can shift the blame, but you can't shift the language. Once I write the email, it goes in as is. You, you're not allowed legally. I, I do have a very powerful legal team because my family is mostly Jews. Uh, so if you change <laughs> even one word, one joke, we will take uh, serious action against you. But we're going to do it. We're going to write you that and, email. Yes, Anthony. And the e- and the, like, the text of the email will be over a picture of my face. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Um, okay, our producer will, will get in touch with you, and, and, and we'll, I'll write it for you in the next couple of days. How Ho- about that? Hopefully you'll get some toys for that cutie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Good luck out there. You're essential to me. Yes. Thank you. That okay. means a lot. <laughs> okay. You guys are essential to me. Oh, good. Glad to hear yeah. you. hear that, Anthony? <laughs> She was talking to me. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I mean, I can't believe there's people out there who are essential workers going to work 
pre- six months pregnant. What kind of fucking world do we live in where they're like, yeah, we've made some big changes for you so you can keep your health care. You only have to work half of a full work week. It's like, Jesus Christ. The Anthony. thing made sense, though. What's that? The gloves thing made sense, though. <laughs> well, because they, they sell them right there. So what are they going to do? Give them away? Yeah, it's nuts. Anthony, I hope yes. I hope that you get the haircut you're looking for. And I really genuinely do hope that I see you on the set of your talk show that you already booked me for. And if you took it back, it would really, really be hurtful, personally hurtful. We're going to... We're going to do it this summer, I promise. Oh, sounds and good. And then, Anthony, I'm going to call you in a few weeks. It's sometime in the next two weeks. And if you don't answer, I'm just going to keep calling. So yeah. hopefully we'll talk soon. We're going to FaceTime you with our baby. I know, I no, know, No, I'm not going to FaceTime you him. Love, you love to see a picture of a baby, and we're going to be sending guys, one you guys, on. You guys are talking to me like we're not all haters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Anthony Jeselnik, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, Anthony. Thank you for having me, guys. It was a blast. Now I'm going to get back to drinking. Okay, good luck. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.